Welcome to Anchor Daily, where we daily engage in God's Word and prayer, reminding each other of the only anchor that truly holds. Hi, my name is Mark, and I'm part of Bethel's Global Outreach Ministry, and I lead our East Asia team. Hey, today's reading is from Luke 23, the dramatic, somber account of Jesus' trials before Pilate and Herod, his mistreatment by Jewish and Roman soldiers, the road to Golgotha, and finally, his crucifixion, death, and burial. The events are turbulent, loud, chaotic. There's a clamor of voices, mocking, accusing, sneering, and taunting him. Crucify, crucify. He saved others. Let him save himself, if he's the Christ of God. Through all this, Jesus is largely silent. While Jesus is clearly the subject of Luke's account, his voice fades into the background. He says only a few things, none of them to defend himself or to respond to his accusers. The story feels to me like a man being swept down a swift-moving river toward a great waterfall and making no effort to escape. Or, as Isaiah described it centuries before, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to slaughter and like a sheep that is before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. I've been taught to approach the scriptures by first observing, then interpreting, and finally considering how this might have practical application in my life. How do you apply a passage like this? Of course, not every portion of Scripture needs to have an immediate, direct, do this or don't do that kind of application. But I believe this one does, for me personally and for many of us in our current cultural setting. I think this because the Apostle Peter, writing a few decades later, used this account of Jesus before his accusers as an example for us to follow whenever we're facing mistreatment or misunderstanding from others. First, he taught Christian servants who were facing unjust masters to endure and to do good without retaliating. He said this, For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. Then a little later in his letter, Peter addressed the whole church with these words, Do not repay evil for evil, or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless, for for to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. Notice that Peter goes straight to Jesus' silence and suffering as the example for us to follow. When reviled, don't revile back. Don't get revenge. Don't try to crush your opponent. In fact, do the exact opposite. Bless. Bless with good deeds. Bless with gentle, respectful words that flow out of a good conscience. Brothers and sisters, let's turn to our current time and place. It's no secret that we are a deeply divided people. That is true in our nation at large. It's true in the church. It's even true in our church. Out of this division has come a battle of words which so often degenerates to reviling for reviling, to use Peter's words. We watch this reviling on our televisions. We are flooded with it on Twitter and Facebook. It infects conversations among friends and families. 
To be honest, I've been caught up in it too. Now, it shouldn't surprise us too much when some folks who have not understood the message of the cross speak and behave this way. But there is no place for it among us who have seen and understood the example of the Lamb, who was silent before his accusers and who prayed forgiveness for the soldiers who were crucifying him. I want to be clear that this is not about being merely nice or obedient or civil. This is about reflecting the character of our good God to people around us. In the gospel, earlier in the gospel, when Jesus told us to love our enemies, he explained why. It's, it is so that you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and evil. Be merciful as your Father is merciful. So, sons and daughters of a merciful Lord, we need to follow his example. Let's not attack, revile, or retaliate. Instead, let's be known as those strange people who love and bless even our enemies. Let's follow the example of Jesus, who through silent suffering brought the blessing of God to our world through the cross. Let's pray. <clears throat> Merciful Father, so often I do not reflect your character to people around me, both by my words and actions. Help me to grasp Jesus' example of love for all, blessing even our enemies. May I be like him. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Listen in tomorrow as we continue to encourage one another to be anchored, steadfast, and secure in Jesus. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we'd love to continue to dive into God's word with you. We'd also like the chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you'll see all sorts of ways to connect, serve, and worship with our church body. Finally, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends by word of mouth or on social media. Have a blessed rest of your day.